Welcome to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast, where facts, logic, and reasoning are at the forefront of every conversation. And in this episode, we're going to talk about are men and women attracted to red flags in relationships? We will discuss why do men get in relationships with toxic women? Why do some women love men with red flags? What are some of the red flags in men women should be aware of? What are some relationship red flags that women display? And lastly, what are the long-term consequences of dating someone with red flags? So sit back, relax, and enjoy as we delve deep into this issue. Welcome back to the 313 Men, Money, and Marriage podcast. And like we did say in the intro, we're going to talk about why men and women and men are attracted to red flags in relationships. Please stick around to the end of the episode where we will go over some of the numbers that we've had throughout the course of the year because we're getting near the end of the year. And I just want to update some of the listeners on what we've done with the podcast over the past eight months. Now, before we jump into the topic here, as I said, we're going to talk about those numbers a little bit later. Again, this is another episode that I'm doing where we're not going to really get into a statistical thing here because we really don't know how many people per se date toxic people. We just can see it visually in some situations, but we can't really put a number on it. So this isn't something that I can really give you a bunch of statistics or numbers that are based upon. So what I'm going to do is I'm going to first talk about, you know, why sometimes the men get involved with women who are toxic and what that all entails. And then we'll go to the women as to why they do it. And then, as I said, we'll continue to go through as the other uh, key points that I want to talk about uh, as we go through this episode. So first of all, first off, why are we even attracted to anyone who's the word toxic? The toxic word just simply means poison. <laughs> you know, if we were to look at it, you know, when we talk about the substance use, we say it's toxic, which means poison. And that also kind of applies to relationships when we uh, interchange the word we put toxic in relationships. That just means that the relationships are going to be bad for you. So why in the world would people be attracted to relationships that are not good for them? Well, first, let's start off sort of with the men pertaining to this. Generally speaking, you know, you've heard the expression that men are hunters, per se, when it comes to dating and in the relationship market and they're, they're trying to you know get the girl and it becomes more of a challenge well that's part of the reason as to why that happens it's basically the chase and that chase is somewhat biological now the woman that could be toxic generally as you know with men biologically speaking we're going to be first attracted to looks then there's other style type things about how the woman dresses, maybe walks, maybe talks, those type of things might add to her, her quote unquote sex appeal. And as men, we might like that. So what we will tend to do is we will go for a woman that may uh, display some of those traits. But if the woman is toxic, sometimes men look at it that as a challenge and a lot of times they think, yes, she's toxic and she's been toxic in other relationships. But once she gets with me, all of that stuff will sort of go away. 
And it never really happens that way. It never really, quote unquote, goes away. Because if a person is toxic, you're not qualified to make them better. You don't, you don't have the qualifications to turn a toxic person into a sort of normal person. But our egos are against in the way. And like I did mention before in other episodes, we know what ego basically stands for. And what I'm going to explain to you with that is you don't have any superpowers, even though a lot of times men, we think we do, that we can take a woman who might display some of these, these negative character traits and we can turn them into what we want them to be just because, and it could be certain situations where we think, okay, once they get with me and they see how I do things or they think physically they can do it, they can change the way they think and do things. And that's just, again, that's that ego kicking in. But it doesn't generally work that way. Uh, people didn't become toxic overnight and they're not going to uh, become untoxic overnight as well. So there's not a whole lot that you're going to be able to do. Now, truth be told, ironically, in these situations, if that woman, when we say toxic, let's just say that woman sort of abuses substances. A majority of men who usually, and this is just a generality, and I'm speaking based upon my own experiences. I'm not, this is not a factual statement, but usually if a woman is on substances, usually when a guy gets hooked on a type of a substance, it's usually because of the woman that he was with. Meaning that woman was toxic. She was getting high. He wanted to be with her. That, that's generally how it works. Now, that's not the case across the board. So please don't sit there and quote me and say, why did you say that? That's not why I became using drugs or anything like that. That's what I'm saying is more of a generality of my own personal observation. Generally, when a guy gets strung out on dope, it was initially at the hands of a woman, and that's not every single case, but that's just they got with a toxic woman who got them hooked on, on drugs a little bit because the woman was using it. Now, again, that does sound somewhat controversial, but again, that's just my own personal observation. So you can take it for what it's worth. I mean, it's, it's, you don't have to believe it or you can have your own different opinion. It's fine with me. But that's, that's one situation where that could quite happen. So the toxicity now for a guy, that, if that happens to a guy, Obviously, his life can start to spiral out of control. And once that happens, he's going to have a very hard time trying to get back to normal. And even after he uh, leaves this relationship, which we're going to talk about a little bit later, he's still going to have problems from that toxic woman. He's still going to have some issues and problems from what that woman did to him in the relationship he was in prior. But the main reason why this is happening is that biological chase of man thinking that he can change a woman just because if she gets with him, he will be able to sort of get her to get in line, whether it's by his own, you know, his ego or force or whatever he thinks he can do. Sometimes he'll sit there and believe a lot of that stuff. And it's there's no truth to it, but he'll 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 still believe it. Now, when we're talking about women, why do women fall for men with red flags it's sort of a little bit similar in a sense it's uh again it's somewhat of a biological thing and usually the younger the woman the more likely that it happens so a lot of women when they first start to get into the quote-unquote date market when we say dating market we're saying basically when you get to about you know 18 college age the all the way up to you know till you get married or settle down or whatever the case may be uh, women tend to like it because, for one, it's biological. Sometimes they'll say a man may be bigger, stronger. He's good at maybe protecting them. 
or he just acts tough and they feel like if something happens, he'll be able to defend himself really well. But you know what's ironic about it in today's society? There's a lot of guys out here acting like they're tough, but they're, they're really not. They'll, they'll look the part because they think that it will give them more success with women who like those type of guys. But usually a lot of times they're, they're sort of faking it. There's only a handful of, you know, the quote unquote tough guys, you know, so a lot of it is just, you know, it's facade to an extent. But even if that's the case, uh, women tend to like it because of some of the things that they might think it provides. And if you remember, I did talk about it in an episode when I was saying that I was watching that show that time with the inmates who were over in Europe and the women who were sort of. They would come by the prison cell thing there and just look up at the window, even though they really couldn't see the inmates. And they would hold up signs, different things, saying that they loved them and different things like that, even though they couldn't really see them because there was just a small opening of a window there. And again, that's part of that, that facade, that biological chase that we're talking about. Now, when we're discussing this and we're talking about how women are you know, essentially attracted to it and, and some of the reasons why they are. Sometimes what women do is, since women sometimes are fixers, they think that they can change the guy. And the reason why they think they can change the guy is that even though this guy is rough, tough, and rugged around, you know, in the edges and everything like that, the reason why they believe they can change him is because they think that if they are able to associate and hang out with this person long enough that the woman's uh, charm and persuasiveness will kind of wear on him and he will not uh, display some of those those traits that he'll start to soften up a little bit now here's the trick the tough guy toxic guy the toxic masculinity type guy knows that women believe this and a lot of times he's just playing them and stringing them along but they literally are unaware of it in a lot of cases because again that's that ego coming in where women and men, like I said earlier, think that they can change someone just because they are in a relationship with them. And if you believe that, if you think that your ego is that big to where you can literally change someone who took years to become toxic and you can do it in a matter of a month or two in some type of a relationship, you're literally kidding yourselves because it's not going to happen. People do not change that way. And a lot of women who date these type of guys they always end up getting burnt. And here's the ironic thing about it. Once they've been in a relationship like that, the next relationship that they go into, usually the person that they get into is even more toxic than the guy that they broke up with. So now it, it, goes, it gets, goes down worse and worse. So now they'll be in a relationship with someone that might have just, you know, been, say, verbally abusive. And then at some point, the next one they get into, that person might be physically abusive so between those two things obviously one is worse than the other but the problem is is the the damage that is causing to the woman to be attracted to this level of toxicity now why do younger women do it more so than older women that's obviously it's an experienced thing if women older women have been through some of those those bad relationships they know now that it's not a good idea for them they want to go to something different or something better and they will eventually you know sort of age out of it a little bit. And usually some people say that that, that magic age, that rough magic age is uh, around 28, 29, 30-ish is when women kind of grow out of that, that, that phase there. And the danger, we're going to talk about the dangers of doing it that late 
and why that's not a good idea. But we're going to talk about that a little bit later near the end. So for women, again, it's that ability to think that they can fix that broken man. Now, where it really gets dangerous is if the man is a substance user and the woman thinks that they can fix that broken man who uses substance and they can talk him down from using the substances and everything, what happens if the woman starts to use herself? Then now she's in the same predicament as the guy was when I was making the earlier example about the man who was going through some of the same situation, like a, a similar situation, but it's the guy and the woman was toxic. So that can also lead to several problems. Now, what are some of the red flags in men that women should be aware of? Well, there's a few that I'm going to talk about. I'm not going to go into depth on every single one of them. But one thing you have to remember, and this applies to the woman, if, if you are constantly defending the man's behavior, if you're constantly defending his behavior, certain things he does, that is a sign that you are, that's a red flag in a relationship. And you should know that because you're constantly having to defend him, that's a bad thing. So some, one, some of the things that women will say to during this period of time, and someone might say to them, why are you dating that guy? He's done this, he's done that. What's the, and she, a lot of times women will say, yes, but when he's with me, he's very nice. He's really not like that at all. They'll talk in those terms. Well, basically, he is like that. But because they like him, they want to try and paint a picture of him being in the best light. But he is actually like what everyone else thinks. Because what everyone else sees the woman kind of sees it too, but she just doesn't want to admit it because she has maybe a level of attraction to him and she wants to stay with him and be in a relationship uh, with this particular person. So you will see things like that uh, being said. Um, another one is if he just got out of a relationship and he's starting one with you and what he was say in a previous relationship before and just jumped into a relationship with you because maybe you were more attractive. Maybe you were prettier than the other person. Maybe you could be controlled more than the other person he was with. That's also a sign. That's sort of a red flag. So if he was in a relationship with somebody, jumped out of that relationship with them and jumped into a relationship with you, that's a red flag. And the reason why that's a red flag is because he obviously thinks that he can, whatever it is that he's looking for or trying to get, he can get that from you more so than he can that other woman. So keep that in mind as part of the, that could be an issue. Another issue is if, uh, if he makes everything sort of a competition between you and him. So if he tries to get you, let's just say, for instance, he's uh, using drugs or drinking or something, he'll try and do something where he will want you to keep up with him as far as like, say, drinking or something like that, where you, you do a shot, he does a shot or something along those lines. Again, that's a red flag because this shouldn't, his, his intention should not be wanting to hurt you or make you get sick or even if you're not into substances at all, he shouldn't even be uh, bringing them to you or wanting you to use them. He should respect your space. Another thing that's a red flag is if he tells sort of degrading or nasty jokes and then he just kind of says, oh, it was just kidding. It was, I know it was, I insulted you, but it wasn't meant to be all that bad. I was just joking. Well, you know where the line is in those type of situations. So if someone is doing that, obviously that can be a red flag. 
And lastly, if he does say something that's negative to you, let's just a verbal abuse thing, he might use the expression, hey, I'm just calling it like I see it. He might say something along those lines. I'm just calling it like I see it. That's what I see. I don't, you know, I don't mean to be disrespectful, but that's what I notice. If he talks like that, again, that is also another red flag. So women, just be on the lookout for some of those types of things. Obviously, there's others, but those are just some of the basic ones. When you see men doing those, exhibiting those types of behaviors, obviously they're red flags. Try and avoid this person for reasons that we'll get into here in a little bit near the end. What are some red flags that women display? Well, there's quite a few of them, but we're not going to talk about every single one of them. We're going to go over a few and then we will uh, get into what some of those things are. I'm not going to go through every single one, but here's, I'm just going to, there's a couple of them that I'm going to make this sort of honorable mentions that I think is kind of funny. One is, this per- they don't they don't uh, like to read. Sometimes they'll use you to cheat. So they might be in a relationship with somebody and use you to cheat and then jump into some type of relationship with you. Um, if they're speaking to their ex on a consistent basis, if they're in contact with their ex while they're in a relationship with you, that's obviously one of them. But some of the key ones is that's a little bit uh, sort of, I won't say more subtle, but aren't that bad, at least like it looks like on paper, is they criticize you a lot. So they're very critical of you. And they'll call you certain types of names and different things like that. Being critical of you is obviously taking the spotlight off of them and placing it on another person. So usually people who are critical of other people have low self-esteem about themselves or a level of guilt or shame that they might have done something in the past. And if they can point the finger at somebody else, they'd be more than happy to do it that way so that it kind of covers up some of their indiscretions per se. So always criticizing you is a major issue. If they treat you with contempt, where they're disrespectful, they're making fun of you, and they don't take you very seriously, that's another red flag for a man to be very cautious and and weary of. So if you see a woman displaying those types of behaviors, just be careful with that. One other area is they tend to be uh, defensive. And I I talked about this in another episode, and I just don't remember which one it was, but we were talking about how a lot of times people don't take responsibility for their behavior and they get into blaming. Well, people who are uh, toxic, especially on the woman's side, they'll blame other people for their problems. So they'll say, I wouldn't have been this way if I wasn't in that last relationship with that guy that I was with before. They'll talk like that. They'll blame the other guy where they didn't, they, they take away their culpability. They'll expect you. They even might say something to the effect that you can condone or, my behavior, but don't condone me as the person. Yes, I did something bad, but generally speaking, I'm a good person. They're trying to shift in the blame. They're not taking that responsibility for themselves. So condone my behavior, don't, but don't necessarily condone me. I'm only like this because my dad wasn't in the home. I'm only like this because my mother kind of neglected me when I was growing up. They'll use different terms like that to, uh, 
giving you an excuse for their toxic behavior. So just be aware of that when you hear women talk in those terms where they're blaming other people for something that they didn't do that they could have done on their own. So that's one other one. And the last one it just says here, this is from an, actually this was from a college professor. I believe he's from the University of Washington. But one other one he says is that if she stonewalls you whenever there's a problem. Now, what exactly does that mean per se? Well, just looking at some of the, 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 the literature it says, uh, she doesn't engage in a conversation that you might engage in. So she'll be very standoffish if you might be talking to someone. Like it might be a group of people there and she might be very, very standoffish and she just will keep to herself. So someone might ask her opinion and she just might give them a one word answer or just kind of look down or don't take the conversation all that serious. Uh, they won't participate in it and she doesn't like, you know, she, or she may not even like the conversation per se. And this wants to, wants to have nothing to do with it, but she'll be very standoffish and her body language will show it as well. So you'll see some of the negative body language. Uh, she might have her arms crossed. She might have her, her arm on her cheek with her head turned. Those are some of the body language clues that she will be giving off if she's kind of stonewalling you. And again, those are red flags. Make no mistake about it. So when you see some things like that happen, just be very cautious and aware that those are some danger signs when you see that in both the ones I mentioned for the men and ones I mentioned for the women. Now, lastly, before we go, I just want to talk about what are some of the long term consequences of dating someone with red flags for the man. Like I did mention about the substance use and different things like that. The man might go into another relationship, even though men, we shake off old relationships pretty easily, but they might go into the next relationship seeking out another person like that. Not consciously, but sort of sometimes unconsciously. And they can stay in a situation where they're going from one toxic relationship to another, just as a woman could. And the downside to that, again, is if the man is uh, doing well, he will always have to be dealing with a problem from the, the toxic woman that he's with. She might have substance abuse problems. He could have a good job and has to deal with her substance abuse problems. It can become very expensive. There can be all kinds of issues that go with it. But he has to kind of break that pattern. So a lot of times for a man, the best thing that they can probably do after getting out of a toxic relationship with a woman is probably not to date anyone for several months and just get that all that negativeness and that toxicity out of their system to where when they go into a new relationship, they're starting with a fresh new mind and they're thinking about uh, they're not where they left off. So it's best to not jump right into a relationship after you break up with someone that's toxic on the man's side of things. The long-term effects is it can lead to you having more relationships like that, and it can cost you a lot of money in the future if you've got a woman who's using substances who might be a thief or different things like that because of her drug use. That could be very uh, damaging to a man's future. On the woman's side, like we did say, generally speaking, uh, when they've been in those type of toxic relationships, they tend to go into new ones and the new ones tend to be worse. Now, if you remember, I said generally uh, women will kind of break out of that by their late 20s and their early 30s and they'll turn over a new leaf. And when I say new leaf, they'll say, OK, I'm done with all those type of guys. Now, the next guy that wants to get me, he's going to have to do this, 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 and this. And so they create these very, very high standards for the next guy to come in who has to replace all the bad decisions that they made with the other guys. And they generally run those guys away. 
because the guys that the, the, the new guy didn't do any of that stuff to them, but they are kind of holding that person accountable before decisions that they made. The other danger to it is that because they're a little bit older, they think that they still have some of the same choices that they had when they were younger and they generally don't. And the reason why they don't is because those guys, like we talked about on the podcast before, are starting to head into their physical prime. And now they have the same choice that you had when you were younger. And, they, and some men will definitely exercise those choices. And so they will, you know, get, a, you know, try and get as many women as they can. And so that's the danger. There's a danger that they could be left behind. The last thing is that they become so damaged from those relationships and so damaged where you heard the time with the kids. I think they call it a dots or thoughts or all these different things. Meaning that they're so damaged that they can't even if they meet a decent guy or a person who really likes them and wants to be in a, you know, a long-term relationship with them, they generally are so damaged and messed up that they, they kind of sabotage the relationship. They engage in sabotage because it might be working well and they're not used to that. And so that's the danger. So the danger is they could end up being by themselves as they get older and older and they're just, you know, life will pass them by. And before they know it, there'll be a certain age where it'd be really hard for them to find a long, long term or lifetime partner. So those are some of the dangers that they have to deal with. And, 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 and that's like I said, on both sides, the man and the woman. So for the woman, it's actually more dangerous because men, we still have more time, you know, because we are not dealing with the quote unquote biological clock, but the woman is. So she may not have some of the, the, the options that she thinks she has. As she gets older, she's not going to have some of those same choices she had when she was younger. But the problem is during her younger years, she wasted it on these toxic guys. And so a lot of times it's hard for them to recoup or get back. Now, obviously some women do, but it's, it's, you know, it takes a long time for them to kind of work their way out of these, these difficult situations. Sometimes if you've been in a couple of them or two or three different toxic relationships back to back, it might be a good idea to just take a break from dating and maybe get you some, you know, counseling. And uh, that counseling might be able to help you prepare for your next relationships that you might enter. You know, because you went through a level of pain and then, you know, you got to kind of sift that stuff out before you jump back into another relationship. So basically, those are all the things I did want to talk about pertaining to why men and women are attracted to red flags. Um, if you ask people, a lot of times they'll say that they're not, but their behaviors will show you something totally different. So if you see someone that, you know, says they're, they're not they're, and they're, they're exhibiting the behavior, they're saying no, because they know that what they're doing is probably not in their best interest. And so they will try and put on a good, you know, a good facade or a good face behind it so that the people don't have a negative view of them. So they'll tell you something totally different, but they actually are doing one, doing the opposite. Well, like I said, we're near the end of the episode. I just wanted to let people know I did get some of the numbers back from how the show has been doing. And I'm going to share a few of them with you. And I, again, um, I do want to thank everyone out here. We have a lot of new listeners. And I want to thank everyone out here who's willing to give up roughly 30 minutes of their, their week, you know, to listen to me talk, whether I have guests or I don't have guests. Listen to me talk about some of these issues. Um, time is actually more valuable than money. So if you, you're giving me a half an hour of your time a week, I, I just want to say thank you. Uh, one of the uh, statistics that came across that I was completely blown away by was that our podcast is literally in the top 15% globally in the education category as being shared the most by other people. 
So basically what that's saying is that my listeners are spreading the word on their own. You know, they're literally spreading the word on their own. We're literally in the top 15% in the education category uh, on, on, on a couple of the platforms here. And it's being spread by Facebook, text, Instagram, a variety of different ways. So we're getting the, the message of the show is getting out to other people. So other people obviously are listening to it and they're letting other people know about the, the podcast. So that's a really, really good number uh, that, that I you know, was surprised that that, that that number came in a couple of days ago. And so I was like very, very thankful for that. Um, my listeners, basically, I got about 42% of my listeners are, you know, actually follow or subscribe to the podcast, which is, you know, a, a pretty decent number for the most part. So that means the people are pretty much listening on a consistent basis. So that's one, you know, another area that's a big plus. Uh, we have people who are listening to this podcast. Like basically we're in multiple countries, but the, the top five countries outside of the United States are Finland, Singapore, Canada, South Africa, and England. So those people who are listening to the podcast in those countries, I want to say thank you. I really appreciate that. And some of them are spreading the word to other people, which is even better. So that's another area that I'm, I'm you know, was actually really surprised about. I was kind of shocked at that number. Um, there are people who I have approximately, isn't uh, basically the best way to say this is that I have some fans who put me in their top 10 as far as listening to the type of podcast. Now these are diehard podcast listeners. So I have a handful of people who have me in their top 10 of the podcast. Then I have a little bit smaller number that have me in their top five. And I have over 20 different people who have me as the number one podcast that they listen to. So that's really a surprise that people would be, I'll be number one from anybody. Cause when I first started this podcast, I didn't think I'd get 30 or 40 people to listen to it, but the numbers have been coming in and they're kind of surprising me a little bit. I did have my best number uh, the past two weeks over the Thanksgiving break. And I think there's a lot of people are traveling. So a lot of people got caught up and listened and a lot of the new listeners who subscribed also listened to that period of time. So that was a, a really good uh, bonus. That was my best week. Uh, prior to that, it was a, a week in August, but now, that one just surpassed it uh, pretty easily, as a matter of fact. So with all of that being said, I just want to say thank you to everybody. And we're going to continue. Like I said, we're going to start doing video pretty soon. We're going to start doing video pretty soon. Right now, we have done over 1,000 minutes of content. We actually are over, I think, close to uh, 1,100 or 1,200 minutes of content that we've put up. And that's that's we're going to continue to do it. And like I said, we are going to go video within about a month. We're going to start doing some of the episodes will be in video so if you do have Spotify, you'll be, be able to watch the entire episode. There will be some clips that will be put, put on uh, YouTube and a couple other little platforms where we just do two and three minute clips on those. So be, be on the lookout for that. And check out my website. The website is doing well. I'm getting a lot of listenership on the website. So go to the website, leave a review. You can leave a voice message. You can check out some of the reviews that have been left already on there. And you can also, I'm going to be putting up a couple more blog posts coming up here within a few weeks. So with all of that information being put out there and all that being said, I just want to say thank you. Thank you. And I'm going to bid you a good night. Good night. Bye-bye.